On today's edition of the show, we are going to discuss the fallout of Game 3, and we are going to bring in the radio play-by-play voice of the Panthers, Doug Plagan, to discuss a series check-in for the Panthers being up 3-0, and what has been the difference for the Florida Panthers since being down 3-1 against the Boston Bruins to now being one win away from advancing to the Eastern Conference Final. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, May 8th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramondo Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the show account on Instagram as well at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here to enjoy your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans, it's great even after 12-plus hours of the Florida Panthers going up 3-0. The the vibes are still really great. The players are saying all the right things. The fans, especially online, the online community of the Panthers, is just everyone's such in a positive mood, and especially after everything that has gone on this season, especially where this team was in mid-January to where they are now and just one went away from advancing to the the conference final and just so i want to discuss more about like what the what the players are saying after after going up three not they of course when recording post game shows just want to get give you guys the raw emotion of going of whether it's a win or a loss and discussing it more immediately versus how the players are responding. So this is a little bit of a time to give you guys an, an, uh, give an opportunity to share with you guys what the players are saying. And really when, when it comes to, when it comes to how the players are locked in and what they, what they do when they come to the rink and when there is a practice day versus game day. And Palmer spoke mostly about how, the the routine from from one day you know when it's game time and you know that okay this is what you have to go through on on a certain game day and and lock lock it in um excuse me maurice was also asked about what 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 has been the key to to stopping marner Tavares, nylander and matthews and he, he said it's been one simple thing borowski talk about how he doesn't touch goalies he's it's all robbie tallis and that Sergey Borovsky's routine hasn't changed from the day he comes um, that from the first day that Maurice came here to, to now that he's the first guy in last guy out. And, and the fact that he consistently dis, um, just continues uh, to be the ultimate professional. And Linda spoke about how the grind has made them a lot stronger. I mean, the, the grind has really happened since uh, early, early January and Bobrovsky hasn't really had to, he didn't, steal game three by any stretch of imagination he stole you could argue that he scored both games one and two and a little bit shaky to start uh game two especially handling the puck and a, a, a little bit out of control in his net but started to settle down as, as the game has, has gone on and talk about how, how he wants to live moment by moment when when it comes to each and every game whether it's regular season or uh postseason 
And Sam Reinhart spoke about how whenever you see the the star players of the Toronto Maple Leafs coming into the ice, you know that when when you see those certain players come on, that you want to get in front of their face. And 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 also when talking about how when the team's on the road, uh, the the, the energy that they feed off on a whole crowd, he says, when you, when you love playing in front of the home fans, you feed off their energy. And Aaron Ekblad spoke about how whenever, when it comes to being responsible in, in your, your own zone, I mean, yes, we spoke a lot about how Aaron Ekblad has been great in finding players on via stretch passes. Yes, Anthony Duclair on the game, um, on the first goal of the game on the power play, and then Sam Reinhardt's eventual game winner in overtime but also spoke about wanting to always do the right thing and and spoke about how where the team was to now and he spoke about really not to dwell on the past and and taking it uh uh day by day and asked about really being the underdog and if there's any pressure and then and then Aaron Ekblad speaking about really relishing the opportunity in front and and of course, the continued day by day mentality. There's a certain theme here when it comes to listening to these uh, players. And also, Paul Maurice was asked about the story of Sasha Barkov's leadership and how great is it to have a Matthew Kachuk. He said he said mostly there's a certain section of players who have who bring certain different things to the table. How Sasha Barkov is happy to have a certain player like Matthew Kachuk. But here's also the thing that really stuck out to me about Paul Maurice and what he said to the media on, on Monday. And and he spoke about how, yeah, he's the adult in the room, paraphrasing here, but he doesn't need necessarily need to overexert himself when it comes to pregame speeches and all and not having to fire the guys up and that the players take control of the room and that the not necessarily the role of the coach diminishes, but that the players can be accountable for themselves. And this is, once again, what happens when you bring in a coach of this experience in Paul Maurice, which is which you see that it's manifesting when it comes to uh, these wins. And of course, like I said, the, the wins, enjoying, your, enjoying the day, but then coming back when it's uh, game day or recovery day, which really... Monday was the recovery day, not, which was the day after, of course, having a Tuesday practice uh, tomorrow as well. And also was asked about Barkoff and Ekblad about coming into sad media availabilities during their time. And, you know, yesterday when Aaron Ekblad was speaking to the media, he wasn't really, he wasn't really super upbeat and was asked about if it's weird territory for Aaron Ekblad. And Paul Murray spoke mostly about how this is something that that is spoken mostly in the locker room in between intermissions. And if you can't enjoy the moment, then then it's it's then those type of players don't belong here. But 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 to but to believe Paul Maurice that the guys of Aaron Eckblad and Sasha Barkov are in fact enjoying the moment. So so I we can't make too much of what Aaron Eckblad uh, puts out in, in public when it comes to speaking to the media after the game and also spoke about uh how improved his play has, has been and uh saying that the force is strong with him as well referring to a media member who had a star wars shirt the other day and say hey i um palm race is very aware that it was star wars day uh the other day so gotta give a gotta give a little credit uh to palm race uh we we know he's a media darling and knows how to put on put a good laugh for the people in the in the media 
room as well. And then uh, Brandon Montour uh, asked about asked about uh, the 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 players who who and what happens when the players give up a goal and that everyone stays even keel. And and Paul Maurice uh, once again. When it comes to referring to the players and taking over the room, Brandon Montour talks about how the guys stick to get stay together and say everything's okay, everything's okay, and that when it comes to being the ace seed and knocking off the Boston Bruins and coming into the Toronto series and being up three nothing, he talks about that these guys mo- mostly don't see it as that anymore, and that they're just playing hockey and that they, of course, when you're stepping on the ice and playing the game you're not thinking about your record you're not thinking about how your penalty kill performed in the in the season you're not thinking about how many penalties you even took in the middle uh in in the whole 82 game sample side of the florida panthers um had throughout the season and even going into game four discussing hey it's still a zero zero series because listen it's great that the florida panthers have got off to this great start in this series but the players the way they're seeing it is it's a zero zero series. So it, of course saying all the right things, but of course putting that out together on the ice to finally get that fourth and fourth clinching win to advance to the Eastern conference final. It's not going to be an easy test by any stretch of the imagination of, for this run. And one last thing uh, for the, the Panthers and Palmeries is that he's not, overexerting himself and i i think that's a that's really admirable when it comes to to um to knowing when to talk to the players and knowing when to when to say something and of course all changed during the toronto series and that was when the it feels the players started to communicate better and of course when it comes to a team or even your relationships with your significant other or your friends you got to learn how to communicate with each other on the bench in the locker room. And then that manifests on the ice. And it feels that once again, that was a big turning point in, in the Florida Panthers season, not just the result of getting that win in the regular season in Toronto that started the six game winning streak, but what happened after that, that the communication that they were put on notice and that the communication from there was had in fact improved for the Florida Panthers. But in the second and third segment, we are going to be bringing in the radio play-by-play voice of the Florida Panthers, Doug Plagans, and we are going to discuss a series check-in for the Florida Panthers as they're up 3 nothing over the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Indeed. And Indeed is a hiring platform that you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed has a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. We streamline hiring with powerful tools that you can find match candidates. Candidates you only invite are three times more likely to apply for your job than candidates who only see in the search according to U.S. Indeed data. We get you one step closer to hire immediately, matching you with quality candidates. Even better, Indeed's only job site where you only pay for applications to meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is unbelievable, powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com. 
Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 job credit at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now joining us here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast for a round two series check-in edition of the show. He is the radio play-by-play voice of the Florida Panthers from 560 WQAM, Doug Plagans. Doug Plagans, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, always great to jump on the show, and uh, we've got no shortage of things to talk about here. Did you know that the Florida Panthers have not lost a hockey game since the last time you came on the show, by the way? That uh, you mentioned that to me when we were we were emailing, but uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess that's that's true, huh? They went on this run right after the last time I jumped on the show. Yeah, and three three wins to close out the the series against Boston, and then now three in a row. This Florida Panthers team now up three nothing against the Toronto Maple Leafs, one win away from advancing to their first Eastern Conference Final since 1996. So, Doug, I want to first get into some of the players that have really improved their play along uh, went along this playoff run, especially in these three games. I mean, let's talk about three players specifically. Aaron Ekblad, who struggled with an injury early on this season, was on LTIR for, for the first uh, – after game four and then came back in, in mid-November. Sam Reinhart, who struggled to get on the score sheet until like game 13 of the season. Really, the the change for Sam Reinhart really came in a shootout goal, actually, not an actual goal. And then he started to explode from there. And then Anthony Duclair, his injury coming back in game 62, I believe it was, against the Buffalo Sabres. And then having, the especially the last two games, Anthony Duclair wreaking havoc, getting behind the Toronto Maple Leafs defense consistently and clo- even defensively closing in gaps uh, and and not creating any space for the opposition. What are your thoughts on those three players and how they've how they've performed for the Florida Panthers to help this team uh, get to this three nothing lead that they are currently in? Well, I guess before we dive into those individuals, I think some of what's maybe most impressive about this run the Panthers have been on now is they've won six straight, three against Boston to close out the first round series, three against the Leafs to start off. The second round series is the fact that if you go down the list, if you go down the roster through the playoffs so far, 10 games played in the playoffs, you go down the list, every guy has had a big moment. Every guy has made an impact consistently every night. Uh, This has been a a situation where the Panthers have been able to show the depth, the, uh, you know, diversity in the offense. They've been able to have contributions from across the board and that's what you want you go down the roster and everybody has had a big moment and made big impacts throughout the playoffs so far and uh, you're not going to succeed if you don't have everybody and the Panthers have everybody rolling right now so that's big Anthony Duclair the last guy you mentioned uh, picked up the goal in game three it was a breakaway a great move but uh, the injury he had as you know it took time to recover from and get back from and Think about getting into a season trying to get your footing when everybody else has been playing, you know, three quarters of the season already. You're you're diving right in and this, you know, you're jumping on a on a freight train that's going full speed. So there's going to be an adjustment there. And he's been getting stronger and stronger every night. And we're seeing him make an impact in a, a big way. And as you said, it's not just getting on the score sheet. 
but it's little plays away from the puck. It's using his speed in every aspect of the game. And it was great to see him get that breakaway goal. It was a big one against the Leafs in game three. Sam Reinhart, his hockey IQ and what he's been able to do as an all situations guy, I'm not sure he gets the credit he deserves. And the line that's formed with him and Anton Lundell and Etu Lewostarinen, they've been able to be out there late in games, playing a shutdown role. They've been able to be out there in any situation. Sam Reinhardt has been a, a face-off guy the Panthers have been able to lean on in stretches, and that's another luxury they have is, you know, Paul Maurice has so many guys who have some experience playing that center position. They can take draws, especially against a Toronto team that when you have O'Reilly and Tavares and Matthews and David Camp, they've got some guys who are really good in the circle. When the Panthers have guys they can throw in against them, that goes a long way. But Sam Reinhart, that was a that was just a high hockey IQ play, the overtime winner in game three to rim it around the boards. And that's where you saw, too, the chemistry that he and Anton Lundell have uh, developed since going back to last season. And uh, great to see them combine on that overtime winner. But Sam plays the penalty kill. He plays the power play. He's out there in every situation. He's dangerous in that bumper spot on the power play. So he does a little bit of everything for the Panthers. And uh, very maybe somewhat quietly, in 20 playoff games, remember he didn't play a play. His his first taste of the playoffs was last season with the Panthers. Came up in the in the Buffalo organization, and uh, the the series against Washington last year was his first taste of the playoffs. In 20 playoff games, he scored eight goals. So he has uh, shown the ability to be a guy that can uh, can put the puck in the net in the playoffs at a, a pretty consistent uh, clip. So. That's been big for him. And you mentioned Aaron Eckblad. You talk about all situations, guys. And uh, he's a guy that just seems to be getting stronger and stronger as the season's gone along. And you mentioned that chunk of time he missed early in the year. He worked his way back from that. And now uh, he's playing a physical brand. He's chipping in everywhere. He's shutting down. You look at it as a team, the Panthers have done a great job against the big guns for both Boston and Toronto. Aaron Eckblad's been a big part of that. And he's playing some of his uh, best hockey of the season at a very critical time. So you mentioned three guys there. They're all making impacts, but you go up and down the roster. Everybody has had their big moments here in this playoff run. And that's part of what's made this so much fun. Yeah. And, and just looking at the just looking at the point production as well, if you're just looking at that alone, nobody's necessarily carrying one another. The top nine, the top nine for the Florida Panthers specifically, especially is you're not seeing as much. Of course, when you're on a six game winning streak, you're not you don't have to do it as much. And you're seeing it more like on the other side. Of course, Toronto went 11 F 70 uh, last night. So you, you see so many different combinations of forward lines and defense pairings as well. But you could talk with with 15 points. The next closest Carver Hay. But then you see what's in the middle of it. You have so many. You have three players tied with seven points in Rhino, Benny and Lundell. Barkoff and Montour have nine. Verhage has nine as well. Monty uh, um, leading the Panthers in six goals in 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 nine games. But nobody is having to put nobody has is having to put someone else on on their back. And mm-hmm. Kachuk he doesn't have a goal in this series so far. And and yet the other guys contributing uh, to to the goal scoring and also to the forecheck as well. It's 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 great to see that everyone is so bought in. Yeah, they, you look at that uh, that Bennett, uh, the Bennett Kachuk Nick Cousins line, and what they've been able to do, and the way they're playing, even if things that aren't necessarily necessarily showing up on the score sheet are making an impact, the way those three guys are getting in on the forecheck is 
changing the way the Toronto Maple Leafs, well, they're having to find different ways and it's just not working. That that forecheck has really shut down what Toronto is trying to do. I know a lot of people are looking at the big guns on the Toronto side and knock on wood, the Panthers have been able to keep that uh, core four of uh, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander off the, off the score sheet as far as goal production is concerned. A big reason for that, yeah, the Panthers have done great against them individually. Matthews has had some chances. I thought Nylander has been noticeable. But getting in on the forecheck, and that's something where that line has really led the way, they've made it tough on the Toronto defense. They've turned pucks over more than we're used to seeing. They're not able to get those pucks up to the forwards as easily as they're used to. And that's affecting the way that those forwards are able to go about their business and produce. It's a big chain reaction, but you get the sense, especially with, with Kachuk Bennett and Cousins, they're making the Leafs defense feel it every time they get in there. And uh, you're going to get that every single night. And again, that's something that may not always show up on the score sheet. If you're just looking at a box score, you might not notice that, but it's impacting the entire game. And every time the next unit comes onto the ice, you're able to just pick up momentum off that. And the Panthers are one of the best forechecking teams in the league. They've shown it throughout the Boston series and in this Toronto series. And uh, and again, that uh, you mentioned the Bennett-Kachuk-Cousins line. Uh, they're right uh, front and center for it. We're going to take a quick pause from this conversation with our special guest, Doug Plagans, here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we need to tell you all about Bilt Bar. And are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever. Bilt, you got to try this. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And then come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't need to wait for to get a box of Built Bar. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, while you can get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick a four-bar box of Cousin Cream Bars, Will Chocolate, or Coconut Puffs. Close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, Brownie Batter Puff and Churro Puff. You can thank me later. Yeah, and 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 when when the players spoke to the media yesterday, they they sp- spoke all about when the having an eye for those top players for the Toronto Maple Leafs and wanting to also get in in their face when it comes to when when they are when they're when they are aware that they're on the ice as well and, and taking away their time and space. And a few, one uh, one other thing that I want to discuss is of course the transition that happened between last year's team to this year's team. Of course, high scoring offense that happened. And of course, even in the Boston series, in the very beginning of the series, towards even towards the middle, we saw a lot, a lot of goals. Even in Game Six, uh, a seven to five win for the for the Panthers, a, a high scoring game, uh, and, and a lot of them in that series. But then you're then you as starting to notice as the the Panthers advance the next round. Now, now it's going to that cliche in, in when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs that goals are harder to come by. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 right at the forefront of it is Sergey Bobrovsky. What he's done at five on five specifically is just in, incredible. And I I, I want to ask you how how great has this transition for the Florida Panthers to go from this run and gun style to 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 scoring these lot of goals and of course giving a bunch but also the fact that they were able to win these close games and especially these last two games where they won 
what the opposition scores first? Well, I think we've seen just a diversity in the attack. And you mentioned up until game two, all the Panthers' wins in the playoffs were when they had scored first. That was a, a trend that stayed consistent through the entirety of that Boston series. But now the Panthers have won two straight games when they gave up the first goal. Obviously, you don't want that to be the theme every night, but it's great to see that they're able to, to bounce back and not get phased by uh, the fact that the opponent came out and scored an early one. Sergei Bobrovsky's been absolutely massive a stat that I have it written down right in front of me because I took it off NHL network, but in the Toronto series alone, obviously three and oh, but goals against 1.97 and 938 save percentage for Sergei Bobrovsky in this three game series so far against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. But for the overall of the offensive attack for the Panthers, you look back to game six of the Boston series, that was a wacky one. That game was wild. You don't want to get into games like that every single night, but again, great for the Panthers to see they can dial it in and, and they can win a game like that if they absolutely have to. Now, the other thing you're seeing, and the Panthers have a great forecheck when the forecheck's been rolling, that's when this team's been at its, at its highest level all season long. But in the playoffs, those running gun chances, those rush chances, the odd man rushes, the breakaways. I know Anthony Duclair scored off a breakaway during game three, but those breakaway and rush chances are going to be harder to come by than goals where you can ma- when you can manufacture it off the forecheck, like what they did on the overtime winner. Sam Reinhardt got it in. Anton Lundell threw it back behind the net. Reinhardt made the read, picked it up behind the goal, wrap around, game over. When you can manufacture like that and have success doing that, you're going to have much more overall success in the playoffs than when you have to rely on you know getting a two on one, getting a three on two, getting a breakaway. Those chances just aren't going to be as plentiful. Now, as I said, if the Panthers get into a game like that, if they're in a situation like that, they certainly have the ability to capitalize. But when they're able to manufacture out the forecheck and make things really tough on the opposing defense, be physical on the opposing defense, that's when they're going to really get things rolling. And that's why during this series, the, there have been long stretches where the Panthers have had the puck in the offensive zone much more than Toronto has. Same thing going back into the Boston series. When you have the puck in the other team's zone, they're not scoring on you. They're not getting chances on you. And uh, it's uh, one of the best ways to play defense is to just keep the puck in the offensive end, work it around, and, and generate chances that way. Yeah, and, and especially because in the, in the last two games, we've, we've seen Florida Panthers take a little bit of time to settle into the game. But, of course, it's a 60-minute game. Uh, of course, the, the Florida Panthers really eliminated the, the Toronto Maple Leafs' uh, ability to get, get those rush chances as the game has gone on. And, of course, get, get, getting, the leg, getting the legs going. And, of course, um, the, the, and of course the Panthers uh, not, not, not showing any signs of nervousness as well in, 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 this, uh, in this series as well, especially as they came out of the gates in – in game three before we before i let you go uh doug uh is there an unsung hero that you have that you have in mind when it comes to the florida panthers uh success throughout this uh uh, throughout these first three games in the toronto series you know it's tough to say unsung hero because everybody everybody's had their moments and everybody's doing the job and doing the job the way that uh that we're used to seeing them do it I think if I were to just throw a few names out there, because as you mentioned, you know, 
Kachuk's going to be front and center. He's leading the team in points. We all know what Barkov uh, is capable of. He's out there in every situation. We see, you know, Sam Reinhart's name getting on the score sheet. Sam Bennett, of course, he's out there. He's out there a lot. He's producing on that line. You know, he and Kachuk have played together most of the season. We saw when Sam Bennett came back for game two of the Boston series, the immediate impact he made. And again, hats off to him because he missed the last dozen games of the regular season, missed the first game of the Boston series, and there was no sign of rust whatsoever. And he came right in, was playing that uh, that playoff Sam Bennett style, going back to the moniker he had, back to his time with the uh, with the Calgary Flames. But I think just if we're naming a few guys, uh, Etulo Osterinen has been outstanding, and he's been one of those guys that's been able to play Anywhere you need him, he can play center. He can take draws. He plays the wing. He's been playing the wing a lot. And uh, along with Anton Lundell and Sam Reinhart, they have formed a really nice trio that's been able to handle all kinds of different responsibilities for the Panthers. Had that big goal in game six of the Boston series. Uh, Etulo Osterinen did. I know that stands out. That's uh, one of the biggest game, biggest goals that's uh, been scored for the Panthers in the playoffs so far. Uh, Nick Cousins slid in on the on the Bennett Kachuk line and has made an immediate impact. He scored the opening goal against Toronto in this series, so uh, he's been able to come in and complement those guys really well. Um, again, you, you look at the success that Brandon Montour had during the regular season and into the playoffs. Who's been his partner the entire season? Who's been just rock steady and consistent as ever, a veteran guy, Mark Stahl. And uh, again, he's a he's a defensive-minded, stay-at-home defenseman and uh, isn't always going to have his name on the score sheet, but he's making an impact every night. And because of the way he plays, it allows Brandon to be able to maximize what he's able to do on the ice. So a few guys there who've, uh, who've made impacts in this series. Um, you know, you can, I, I feel like across the hockey world, Gus Forsling is starting to get the credit that he deserves for the kind of player that he has grown into and become, uh, for the Panthers. So that's certainly been great to see, seeing him get that kind of uh, recognition. But again, that's just a, a few of the names, but, uh, of course you have the, the usual, usual suspects leading things as far as the point and goal production is concerned. So, you know, Kachuk and Barkov and Verhage and those guys are always going to be there. But, uh, as I said, what's been really special about this run so far, and hopefully this run has a lot, a lot of runway still to go for it. But uh, the Panthers have pushed the Maple Leafs to the brink of elimination. They got by the Boston Bruins in seven games in round one. And you go down the roster and every single guy has had a moment where they've made an impact that has swung a game in the Panthers' favor. Um, you know, you look at the way Zach Dalpy stepped in for Ryan Lomberg after uh, he, you know, since he's been out with an injury and he had a big goal. Uh, in the uh, in the Boston series, Zach Dalpy did. So you go right down the list, and there just it's good story after good story, and we've seen impacts across the lineup, and that's what you need this time of the year. Yeah, uh, the pure definition of team effort for for this Florida Panthers team, and it's definitely resulted in being up thing against the Toronto Blues. So, Doug, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can follow you online, and also programming note for game four against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Always appreciate that you give me a chance to throw out the uh, the housekeeping items, the programming notes. Uh, of course, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Doug Plagans, D-O-U-G-P-L-A-G-E-N-S. But uh, for game four coming up on Wednesday night, uh, we will be on the air on the network across the Panthers radio network at seven o'clock. Uh, we'll have 
exclusive local pregame coverage beating at 6.30 and will be on uh, AM 790 in Dayton Broward counties uh, on uh, Wednesday night. So that's uh, for Wednesday. If you're tuned into the Palm Beaches, 92.1 Real Radio is, uh, if you want to take the guesswork out of it, every Panthers playoff game is going to be on 92.1 FM in the Palm Beaches, Real Radio up there. 100.3 Thunder Country in the Florida Keys, always the place to listen. Sirius XM NHL Network Radio has had the games. If you're a Sirius XM subscriber and you have the app and the streaming platforms, Channel 932 always has the Panthers game, and it's always our broadcast. I know I just threw a lot at you. If you want to eliminate the guesswork entirely, we're always on the NHL app. You click that little headphone icon up in the uh, top right corner, and then you select the Panthers feed. Again, it's always going to be our broadcast. So uh, the NHL app takes all the guesswork out of it completely. That's everywhere. I'm sure there's a, a rewind uh, feature on this that people can go back and, and get all that again if they need it. But uh, again, the NHL app always has us go there right uh, before puck drop and it's got us and uh, you'll be locked in there. So all the different ways to tune in. I know there are a lot, but uh, hey, uh, consume Panthers hockey in mass quantities right now. It's good for you and you can get it a lot of different places. Yep. And I want to include, of course, the Odyssey app, which is uh, yes, the free Odyssey the app. The free Odyssey app. The free, free Odyssey app. The 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 also um, partnered with the Locked On Podcast Network as, as well, where you can find Locked On Panthers as well. So, Doug, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the show, and I hope for you to join me if the Panthers make it to the next round. When the Panthers make it to the next round, so hope hope to see you then. Yes, let's book it, sir. We will talk to you soon. That'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I want to thank my guest, Doug Plagans, for joining me on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We will be back on Wednesday, where it'll be a Winans Wednesday edition of the show, where Jacob Winans will be joining me to prepare for the Florida Panthers as they have yet another home game against the Toronto Maple Leafs in game four for a chance to clinch their spot in the Eastern Conference final. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Sorry, Marmando Velez with Doug Plagans. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day.